1: I'll be glad to. Gregor, copilot. co-pilot, that's me, along with Captain Keith and Dennis rounding out the crew today for Just Playing Radio, the show devoted to the aviation lifestyle and learning to fly. Now, before I bring on Keith and Dennis, I got to say a few words on a personal note here. Last week, uh, you may have noticed there was no show on October 31st. That was not planned. Uh, I had been called out of the office. I had a death in the family. My father passed away it obviously was a rough time last week and we had to uh cancel the show because of that uh but we are back this week i've received a lot of comments and questions and things and and uh you know uh, the outpouring of support for from those who knew um was was overwhelming and and I just want to take this opportunity to thank everybody including our just plain radio crew like Keith and Dennis which uh were obviously in the know. So guys thanks for the support and uh you know my uh my dad's looking down from above and helping out and and catching the show today. So dad I apologize in advance for what's about to happen but uh, the show must go on and it shall, right guys? Absolutely. Absolutely. There you go. All right. So, moving on to more positive news, and just uh, if nothing else, on a personal note, distraction for myself <laughs> is uh, we got to talk about Dennis because Dennis has taken the plunge or, or he has flown down to Florida and has become a Florida resident. Now, this didn't have anything to do with politics. We had been to it was coincidental, it, it was perfect timing for it, uh, because you know, he'd been uh, residing in the state of Minnesota, but I think it was more weather related and just like, hey, I want to get the hell away from this cold weather more than anything else and retire to Florida like everyone else does. And uh, we've known about this for a while, but we haven't been able to announce it officially until today, and that is why Dennis, why. Do you- why have you been well, keeping this you know, under wraps? I've never done
2: any real estate transactions. You know things can always go south at the last minute, and I didn't want to make any formal announcements and then have to, you know, backpedal and go, "Oh, well, I guess that fell through. Not going to happen." So right. until until my boots hit the ground here in Florida and the you know moving van is in front of the house, we figured it would probably make more sense to just uh, steer away from the topic. And but okay. now we're
1: here. Well, and welcome, you know, uh, Keith and I are fellow Floridians and we like, uh, being in Orlando, uh, Dennis has moved down to Fort Myers. He's a, he's a, he's more of a Southerner than we are. So, uh, welcome, enjoy the weather. You pick the best time of the year to move to Florida because over the next uh, couple months, it's just amazing weather we have. And then of course, you know, when the summer months come around, you'll be, oh my God, what was I thinking? But that's a whole nother story. Enjoy it while it lasts. They invented air conditioning, so what's the problem? That's true. You have that to rely on, and you can always fly you'll, you'll, north. You'll find out what the problem is. when you. <laughs> no, I, I know. <laughs> I, I
2: do, you know our, our new house does come with a pool. That was a requirement from my wife. Oh, She's there you go. move to Florida, I have to have a pool. So right. I figure, worst case, I can just go sit out in the pool and cool off.
1: You got that? You got the beach nearby? Uh, we'll you, put you a know.
2: microphone out there. We can record the show and uh, right from my pool.
1: It, it very well may be that Captain was New abode is, is, uh, just plain radio remote site, remote broadcast site, number one. So, uh, because not only are you, you know, on the coast, near the beach, got a pool, but, uh, you're, you're in an air park and this was the air park that you were talking to some folks about a few weeks ago. Actually a few
2: months ago it was actually before labor day that I had first wow. come down and looked at that house for sale and met some of the neighbors here in the air park and, I was sold. I mean, the minute I saw this, I'm like, "This is the kind of place for me." The neighbors are phenomenal. In fact, we were out today running a couple errands. Came back home, and there was a goodie bag on our door with some fresh baked cookies and, it was in an and an avidine bag.
1: And I think I like bag. the
2: neighbors. Yes.
1: Wow. Uh, what they were in an Avidine bag? The cookies? Yeah, the cookies, they put a little gift package on her door, and it was in one of the Avidine bags that you get at the trade show. So I'm Sweet. like, I'm going to
2: like these people.
1: I, I think, well, you're going to be amongst friends, not only yes. uh, Floridians, but uh, aviation enthusiasts when you live in an air park like that. So, yeah, I've seen the pictures. They look impressive. And the fact that you can bring your Mooney 201, which you're planning to do that, I believe, tomorrow. Uh, you're yep. going to fly back commercial to Minnesota, pick up your plane and fly it down, and then literally land in your own air park and taxi right into your garage. garage. That is nuts. I mean, well, my uh,
2: wife, of course, had to be the wise guy, and she's like, so where do I have to go pick you up when you fly in? Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: how, how does that work exactly? Is the runway right in the middle of the subdivision or it's next to it and there's little taxiways or roads or what? How, yep. Paint it's that a, picture. It's
2: adjacent to the subdivision and then yep. there's uh, taxiways that lead uh, to the, the residential streets. And so we all have a garage door opener. We click the button, the gate slides open, and we taxi through. And Airplanes have the right-of-way on the streets within the uh, subdivision.
1: Interesting. So, so the taxiways from the runway connect to a regular road and they are the regular roads. They are the same thing, huh? Yep. And, uh, and you can taxi your aircraft right into your garage, or I think you told me that there's like a divider you got to take out first to be able to fit it. Is that right? Or what?
2: In my garage, um, I don't have a bifold or a hydraulic swing door. I actually have two, um, Basically, residential garage doors, two 16-foot wide doors. Yeah. So to get the airplane in, you have to just take the center beam out when you go to push it in. But the nice part about that is you only have to open half the hanger up if you're going to bring the car in and out.
1: Right. Okay. Well, that makes sense. But when you want to do the uh, airplane thing, you just got to uh, take that thing out of the way, and it's not that big a deal,
2: I guess? No, it's just one extra step. There's a little, uh, you just pull a little chain, and it releases, and you just move it out of the way, and you're done. Nice.
1: Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I got to tell you, I'm, I'm super envious, but what a way to be a pilot uh, with your own aircraft is to be able to just uh, house it in your own house. <laughs> you got to yeah, love that.
2: The whole concept of just being able to, you know, walk down the, the hallway from the kitchen and take a left and there's the airplane sitting right there. Right. It it just, it still has not sunk in what I did yet.
1: Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. When he went down there to take a look at this, it was kind of on a fluke. Yeah, you had told me that, uh, hey, I, I found this place down, down uh, in Fort Myers. And I thought I'd just come, you know. I had a business trip planned. I thought I'd take a little detour, just go take a look. And, and man, this came together pretty quick. You didn't want to mention it on Just Plain Radio for a while, uh, because, like you said, you didn't want to jinx it. You, I, mean, I think it was really you just didn't want to let anyone know because if everybody and all your friends found out in Minnesota you were moving to Florida, they're going like well, we'll go too.
2: Well, it's bad enough we have rooms. family already booking uh, flights to come down in the next few weeks to come check out the house and come stay with us. So. Yeah,
1: get used to yep. it. That's uh, uh-huh. that's uh, pretty much rite of passage for every Floridian that relocates for at least the first year or two. You're going to be bombarded with relatives that you didn't even know existed, Dennis. <laughs> well, that's fine. We have a tent and a hammock. They can go sleep out by the pool. Okay, right. There you go. Uh, but, but, yeah, it, it's pretty awesome. You know, it, Keith, I got to say, you've been in Florida for a long time. Why don't you live like this? You should have one of these too, shouldn't you? Well, maybe I should, but uh, but I don't. And of course, I don't have a pool because I don't know how to swim. Well, so, we can fix that. And, and come I'm, on down. And, yeah. and I have a very small home so that uh, my relatives can't come stay with me. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Okay. Or, well, you know, he's, a, he's been around Florida for a long time. He knows how to navigate the water, so to speak. The airspace, which is like, oh, we'd love for you to come down. We just don't have any room. But yeah, you'll learn. You'll come up with some excuse there eventually, Dennis. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I think that that is, uh, just the ultimate, uh, pilot thing to do is to get a house in an air park like that. I am so envious. I look forward to visiting many, many times. <laughs> and I think we should make it an official uh, task here for the show that uh, Ed and Keith pick you up and
2: fly you down, and you can taxi right up to the hangar, and we'll record the show here.
1: I like it. What do you think, Keith? You game?
0: Sure. Why not?
1: Okay. we got it on tape. All right. <laughs> we got more coming up on Just Plain Radio.
0: Just plain radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive.
1: Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot, and Flight Training Professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407 896 0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's FTPros. Whether you're a flight student, an experienced pilot, or simply an aviation enthusiast, there
2: is a place for you as a member of the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association. Join AOPA to get the latest general aviation news, safety resources, and technical support you need to sharpen your skills and become a central part of the nation's vibrant general aviation community. Learn more about becoming a member at
0: AOPA.org. That's AOPA.org.
1: Do you have a message or product you need to share with the aviation world? Well, look no further than Just plain Radio. Just like you, thousands of aviation enthusiasts are hearing this message, and we could be talking about you and your product or service as early as next Saturday. Remember, a terrible thing happens when you don't advertise nothing. Go to justplaneradio.com, send us an email, and let us get to work to make your marketing message matter.
0: You are now clear for takeoff with Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. I was flying. I was, of course I was flying. I'm leaving on a jet plane. Don't know when I'll be back again. Oh, babe, I hate to go. I hate to
1: go. This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot. That's me along with Captain Dennis Keith. Rounding out the crew as we navigate the latest aviation news and information. And invite you to Fort Myers to go visit captain dennis at his new air park home uh down there and and we haven't even said the name of it do you want to or yeah, you, would you want to keep everyone it, away <laughs> no i I'd, I'd rather
2: share with it. i mean it's an okay. amazing little place here it's a very historic it's called buckingham air park buckingham and it started life okay. as the buckingham gunnery base back in world war Two. Hmm. so it's a very historic uh location
1: about 100 homes in in the park is that what it was less than that it's about 50 but wow. there's uh okay. there's definitely lots
2: available to build your own so if you want to build your dream home uh, there's certainly lots available here plus uh, there's houses that come up rather frequently so if you're looking at the lifestyle just keep your eyes open i know a good realtor i'll be happy to turn you on to Jill and she'll be able to uh, help you or at least you'll know, let you know when stuff's available and maybe right. you too could you know live
1: the life yeah I, I hear the neighbors are pretty awesome, you know. So <laughs> if you come down, you might even uh reach out to Captain Dennis and just make sure you give him cookies or something and uh have a dime bag if you want him you know, want him to smile back at you. Either like that dinner.
2: or you know, just, just take me to breakfast on a Saturday morning, you know, that's kinda cool.
1: Yeah, yeah. forget that. No, it's Stone Crab uh <laughs> that's uh you're like right next to Stone Crab uh season area there.
2: What twenty minutes away and that's right. the great. And Greg, you know, we we thought it was uh, so funny that, you know, Naples and uh, uh, Marco Island and whatnot had very cheap ab gas. But for some reason, this Southwest Florida area is very inexpensive for flying. You know, just over $3 a gallon for ab gas. I mean, what's not to like?
1: Uh, you, I know you love that with your Mooney 201 because it already gets good, uh, you know, uh, gas to to flying ratio numbers already. I mean, you you yeah. do like how many miles, you figure, in that? Well, per gallon, um, I get ten
2: gallons an hour, right? So, and we do one hundred and eighty, well, one hundred fifty-five knots. So, rounded up, I'll call it one hundred eighty miles an hour. So, I mean, it's getting as good a mileage as most SUVs, but I'm doing almost two hundred miles an hour when you're doing sixty.
1: Yeah, well, and and, you know, you're you're going to have options. Uh, eventually one of the big news stories that caught my eye this week, we had another press release on the, on one of the air cars. Well, and I guess that's what they're calling it. And, uh, it did a test flight of the Klein air car. And I think they were saying they expect this thing to get, uh, do like five gallons an hour, which is, that's crazy. Isn't it? Isn't that awesome? That's a very, very efficient, uh,
2: you know, fuel flow. At 150
1: hour, knots. The the cool thing about the uh, Klein Air car, uh, you know, like I said, they did a test uh, flight, I guess, the last week or two, and uh, it was released that it did well, handled well, and they're well on their way to to bringing this to market to see if they can make it. I have no idea how much this thing's going to cost, but if it gets that kind of mileage, and it looks cool because when it's a car, it kind of looks like, what is it, the Mark V from Speed Racer? When you're a kid, that cartoon, so it was white and, you know, maybe it'll be a different color scheme, but it kind of looks like a race car. And then you press buttons when it's out on the runway and the, and the wings come out and everything. And they, uh, there's a video of it, you know, just Google uh, Klein client air car and you can see the videos of this thing, but you know, they show it flying and, and if it gets five gallons to an hour, a flight at 150 knots, that is amazing. That That's is extremely efficient. That's almost 40 miles to the gallon. Right. I, I'm telling you, I mean, I would get one of those. And then, you know, you'd have there, you wouldn't even have to rent a car. I mean, you, you wouldn't need the uh, option to uh, pull into the your own personal air hanger. I, I could turn my own home into an air park. How about that? <laughs> Wishful thinking. You'd have thinking. to actually get a pilot's license. Well, first. okay, there's that. I got to get that. But, uh, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe eventually our, you know, our Jetsons thing that we, You know, we grow up grew up with our our air car thing may finally come to fruition. I mean, there's several companies doing this. This one's, where, Slovakia or someplace? Maybe this is one of those hose stories. I don't know. No, I've I've seen the articles and whatnot. It
2: does look like to be a legit offering. But there's also a Samson Switchblade has made the news recently as well. Uh, They hit 88 miles an hour with their prototype test. Of course. You know, of course you got to hit that, you know, metric right um but you know you also have terrafugia that's been out for a number of oh, years yeah. you know we haven't heard much about them but their car is not nearly as sporty looking but it's been flying and mm-hmm. they've got orders and so uh, one of these companies is going to finally hit the magic combination and hit it out of the park and you know open up that uh that flying car you know market to basically you know what we've been dreaming about you know the jetson's lifestyle like you said somebody's going to finally get the right combination of price speed performance functionality aesthetics
1: and coolness and i more mean power like too yeah. and like said if the klein air car looks like you know the speed racer car when uh, when it's on the ground driving like a vehicle i mean that would be kind of sweet too you know live out your childhood dream But, yeah, I've been, you know, we've talked about this for years on Just Plain Radio. Where the heck is our flying car? And I thought it was going to go more the route of uh, drone, but then this pops up. So, this looks more like the traditional flying car that we uh, all dreamt of when we were kids. You know, like I said, watching the Jetsons. Like, where the heck is it? And uh, there are companies uh, making progress, I guess. So we'll, we'll have to see. What do, you, do you have a guess one way or another? Is it going to look more like this or more like a quadcopter kind of vehicle thing? What do you think there, Dennis? Do you have a uh, prediction? You
2: know, there's theres two different markets. I mean, there there's two different approaches to this. I mean, if you want the true roadable car, I think you're going to see it's going to be the Samson switchblade, the air car, the, the Terrafugia, something that, you know, four-door sedan, because they still have to meet all the highway requirements. Yeah, But if you're looking for just a personal air mobility vehicle that you can launch out of your backyard, like, you know, like basically a, gr- a glorified quadcopter, mm-hmm. then yeah, then I think we're going to see, you know, a complete differentiation. But you're not going to have one of those. It's just going to suddenly sprout uh, motors and, you know, out in the middle of traffic, suddenly extend its arms and take off vertically. I just think the logistics of the battery powered motor and whatnot just doesn't work, at least not right now with the battery technology that we have. Right.
1: Well, and uh, I think this is more, you know, they're going to go after more of a sports car kind of thing. Maybe that's why I said, I, I wonder what the price will be on this thing. It might be astronomical, but who knows? We might get lucky. They bring it down in price. I don't know. Would you get one of these, Keith? Would you get a, uh, an air car if you had the had it available and had the cash? I mean, you got that black credit card thing. I know. Yeah, it's money. Oh, not yeah. An issue. And, and it would certainly be helped my commute. Right. See? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, the 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 downside to the air taxi quadcopter uh, segment of the industry that we see developing very quickly is the, uh, I don't know if it's as cool. There's not a cool factor like there is flying an aircraft. You know what I mean? There's an element of adventure there that I think, like if you just press a button and your vehicle lifts off the ground and flies off, I mean, it's like, you know, it's all autonomous and there's not much fun in that. You're just the passenger. But this, you are still a real pilot and a well, and a speed racer car guy. You know what I mean? Are you with me, Ken? Yeah I, I, yeah, I still want to be in control. Yeah. See, it's not a control freak thing. It's just I want to fly. That's right. So you might as well make the best of it. All right. More coming up on Just Plain Radio.
0: Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you
1: can drive.
0: take off with Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle.
1: Where are we? Are we in L.A.?
0: No, we're in North Dakota, hmm. and only those passengers deemed fit to fly will go on to Los Angeles. And you're not one of
1: them. I fly, fly, fly This is Just Plane Radio, Greg, a co-pilot. That's me along with Captain Dennis and Keith rounding out the crew as we navigate the latest aviation news and information. All right, so uh, Dennis is now in Florida, so we're all the entire Just Plane Radio crew are truly Floridians now, and we've kind of uh, converged at least in the same state and uh, are going to make the best of it. But we are still, you know, trying to... You know, cover as many stories as we can to, I don't know, uh, encourage people to get their pilot's license, myself included. And this story kind of covers that base. Is that right, Dennis? What it sure getting? does. What I mean, do you remember back in high school
2: when they gave you those vocational aptitude tests to try to figure out what you should do? I mean, did yours say you should be a DJ, you know, or, or should no, you be a no, driver? You know? no,
1: my, my, mind uh, definitely encouraged me to be something uh, totally different. And and I failed at that, so they said, "Well, you could do this." (laughs) And so, but there was no direction like, "Oh, you'd be good at this." It was just like, "You're definitely not good at this, so try one of these other things." Oh, you'd be a DJ. Nobody needs any skills for that. And well, I think uh, this guy uh, came
2: across this kind of the same thing. He had taken one of those vocational surveys back in high school, and that it suggested he should become a pilot. Really. But it took 60 years to recognize that they were maybe right. Hmm. So at age 78, Richard Casperson is now the oldest new private pilot. Okay. So,
1: you know, when I saw that, that made me think, hmm. There's hope for me yet. There's still hope for Greg yet. We have time. Okay. Yeah. I I got a few years left and uh, I am going to make the best of it. I mean, heck, I got another flight instructor here in Florida that I actually can, got uh, two of them because uh, off
2: of. Austin has come down as well.
1: Oh, so. oh really? Okay, so your son is going to live with you there in uh, Fort Myers? He's going to be here on and off cuz he still has a semester
2: of college to finish up. So he has uh, his apartment at the campus, but he will be, you know, obviously coming down here as frequently as he can to enjoy the weather, especially this winter. So Right.
1: And to uh, uh, run to see him run Florida st- uh, stone crabs up by weekly oh, uh, up to Orlando for Keith, me and Ed, right? Keith, you're right. down with that, yeah. right?
2: We'll, we'll, that's
1: uh, high on our list of priorities. Of course right. it is. It has to be. And maybe there'll be a little flight instruction in there too. Okay. I love it. I, I like the way you're thinking. And uh, we're creating that infrastructure to make it uh, make it possible. All right. The, another story we have involves, well, something that's quite, uh, you know, it's, it's being marketed heavily right now through the holidays as we start to uh, crank up the season for sure. And that is the 5G cell networks. I mean, every cell company in the world right now is like bombarding us uh, on the airwaves with these commercials. Like, oh, we got the best 5G network, blah, 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 blah. Sounds great. Faster speeds. Who doesn't want that? Until you find out that uh, there's one company that's trying to do 5G and it may interfere with all our GPS navigation. What's the story there, Dennis? What do we well, know? a company
2: called Legato Networks, which is a, a spin off or a, a re envisioning of a, a light squared, um, which had gone bankrupt a few years ago. They, they had, uh, they have some, uh, airspace, uh, spectrum that they had purchased. And unfortunately it's a, it's a uh, satellite based spectrum but they think that they could repurpose it for 5G networking on the ground so mm. as another option to expand the uh, the 5G services as you know as everybody is trying to get into that 5G internet getting you know all the bandwidth that you get in a wired cable and make it available everywhere i mean if you if you can do it right 5G could revolutionize uh, general aviation as we see it you know you could have a lot more uh, internet products available in the air improving our traffic and weather but if uh, LightSquared gets their way, or sorry, Legato, um, it, it, their terrestrial signal could wind up interfering with our ability to receive the GPS, which would kind of defeat the whole purpose. Hmm. So there's a big, uh, big battle going on right now between the FCC, the military, all of the aviation alphabet organizations to deny any sort of petition to allow Legato to deploy that network because we do not want to jeopardize uh, all of this effort that's been put into the GPS network.
1: So is this one of those stories where the, this technology they're trying to develop would be better than what we have now? But if they did it and employed it or deployed it, uh, it would uh, screw up everything we have at the moment.
2: I don't think it's going to be better. It's just going to be additional bandwidth. You know, there's okay. only so much we can do with the ground-based stuff, and Legato would be, you know, an option to expand and make that, you know, more more accessible or cover the gaps that they they can't get everywhere.
1: Right. But, I mean, I wonder if they're thinking of, uh, like, hey, you, we could leap thro- uh, leapfrog over the current technology. Oh, sure, it may not work in the meantime. But, that, well, it be fine with the new stuff. I don't know.
2: Who knows yeah, what they're Or trying. maybe we just bypass them entirely and go, go with the Elon Musk's Starlink technology. You know, he's been launching all of those little microsatellites, uh, you know, like crazy right. Right with SpaceX. And they've announced uh, that beta testers can now uh, sign up. And it's, I think, $100 a month for the service. Mm-hmm. and a $500 one-time fee to get the, the ground station. So right,
1: but we don't want uh... Home
2: internet, that's that's not too bad if you got a cable modem, but think about the people that are on the road, um, you know, in a motor home or have an airport hangar where you can't get uh, internet. This might be just absolutely awesome. And if they continue to deploy the network and can get the size of the equipment down, maybe we could get a Starlink receiver installed on the roof of a Mooney and have high-speed internet and stream Netflix to the passengers in the back while I'm getting, you know, uber quick updates on weather radar up front
1: right but uh but the gps technology i mean we're using that pretty extensively now or at least as a backup in the aircrafts right
2: well i would almost say that the gps has become primary in the airplane and you know the old vor networks and stuff have become Mm -hmm. backup but right but the funny thing is not just aviation that's relying on gps the banking industry relies on it because they use the timing from gps to for uh Charging like a interest on money as it's being wired between bank accounts and things like that, you know, mm-hmm. so the trucking industry, you know, you look at them, they use it extensively. Where's your trucks? Where's your freight? Even sure. Domino's pizza, where's your pizza? They know exactly where it is. And so GPS technology has, has really worked its way into the fabric of our society. And if we we allow that to become compromised it could have uh, some pretty severe impacts
1: well, Big brother's not going to allow that. they have to be able to track our every move as we know that's what they do so uh I think we're probably good for now, but it'll be interesting to follow that story because obviously we don't want to see you know some new technology interfere with what we're currently working with as pilots, so we will monitor the story accordingly all right, so we have this other uh Press release that came out about anti-gravity suits I, did, I mean, at first I thought was this a like a leftover Halloween story or 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 what first of all I, I wasn't even sure what an anti-gravity suit was when I just saw the story and then I realized, oh this has to do with uh, test pilots or the air Force or something like that, right?
2: Yeah, we're talking about G-suits, not, I mean, so yes, technically it's anti-gravity, but we're talking about, you know, multiples of gravity. So when a fighter pilot's maneuvering, they they wear what we commonly call the speed jeans, and it's got uh, like inflatable bladders that grip around your thigh and squeeze to keep the blood from pooling in your legs so that it stays in your head so you don't black out. Mm-hmm. The problem is the Air Force has pretty much designed those for your typical, Tom Cruise uh looking, you know, pilot as far as the, their size and build. Right. And w- the Air Force is becoming far more diverse in the fighter cockpit. You know, when those suits were designed back in the 80s, there wasn't a female pilot flying fighter jets. And now there are. Um they're also accepting pilots of different heights. We've talked about that before. So what do you do with a short pilot and you try to put a a, a standard-sized flight suit all of a sudden that that cummerbund waistband that's squeezing the the the, the gut and, and the upper thighs is suddenly bruising ribs and, you know, making it a lot less effective. And so they've, Made some modifications to the basic suit to allow them to customize the waist, the, the thighs, um, make them more form-fitting, more comfortable, and more effective.
1: Because I don't or know where those bladders that inflate, uh, you know, but if they're down in their nether regions, you know, that can't be comfortable. So uh, they've made some adjustments, and now they've adapted accordingly to the women so they can have their
0: suits. And not only fly good, but look good doing it. There you go. God bless them. If you build an airplane and people are afraid of anything that flies, you can't just take the wings off of it, because at that point, all you're left with is a really slow, super expensive bus. We built an airplane. We got to fly it.
1: Airplane, airplane, don't you go down today. Take me away, off to a better place, you know. This is Just plain Radio. I am Greg, your co-pilot, along with Captain Dennis. We lost Keith. Evidently, uh, he needs 5G <laughs> because his internet went down uh, halfway through the show. So, see, Big Brother was listening and said, Oh, we don't think you should be talking about that right now. So, we're, you're going to lose a crew member. And we did. So, uh, Dennis and I are going to finish things up accordingly, and we'll regroup for our next virtual flight through the uh, latest aviation news and information next week when Keith can join us again. Uh on that note, we do have a couple more stories to cover. One involves drones and uh this in this is with the navy. Is that right Dennis?
2: That's right. The navy's actually been experimenting with using drones to provide uh, missile uh, or sorry, not uh, guided missile submarine uh deliveries. You know, they've got the big uh, Ohio class subs and whatnot that are out there, and you can't exactly pull a boat up alongside of it and, you know, just hand supplies over. It's not quite that easy.
1: Right. Um,
2: So what they're looking at is being able to use drones to, you know, have a supply ship, you know, get nearby and then, you know, use the drone to fly over the last few feet and drop Mm. off, you know, whether it be critical medical supplies or maybe even confidential classified information. There was, uh, you know, some uh, history involved in this, you know, back in World War II you know, you could potentially intercept radio communications or give away your position. And so what they would actually do is uh, use like lines and, you know, throw a rope between the two and then pass a, you know, pass a basket along the rope with uh, with information because right. obviously the enemy can't intercept that. Well, they're kind of looking at doing the similar type of thing now, but using a drone to fly over, you know, written orders or something like that. but But also the ability to haul, you know, small amounts of supplies And being able to deliver it right to a submarine underway where they just only have to pop a little bit out of the surface, get that conning tower visible, land a drone on it and Mm -hmm. be back, you know, hidden and off they go. That's kind of cool. I like it. It is kind of neat. You know, we keep finding more and more uses for these drones. Most of them are annoying,
1: (laughs) you know, if you're trying (laughs) to fly your own aircraft, but stories like that, like, okay, some people are using them for very efficient tasks that might be uh, 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 very useful. Uh, well and
2: even law enforcement is finding more and more creative ways to use it. you know, it used to be if you know somebody was uh, breaking your car and the cops came over and the guy runs, you'd go get a canine unit to try to track him down, but right. it still involves you having to go draw you know drag through the slough to go track them down. Mm-hmm. well in uh, in the Sioux Falls area, they recently had an incident where that exactly happened. and the law enforcement opens up their trunk, pulls out their drone launches it in the air and you know with the thermal imaging camera on the drone they were able to locate the guy hiding where if they did not have the drone he would have probably gotten away right and then they hit the button for the fl- flame thrower or is that w- no that's you know maybe they had him with a taser i think that would be just kind of
1: fun <laughs> don't daze me bro it's not a bro <laughs> it is it has no feelings it is a robot it will attack well, but it's not automated. I mean, it was still being flown by a law enforcement officer. Well, so it's think- just a matter of time. Didn't yeah. you saw the movie RoboCop and the Terminator? We know how this is going to end. So uh, anyway, but uh, in the meantime, it'll be fun to watch. Yeah, and take uh, take the police out of the equation. Let them let the drones do the dirty work. That would be kind of fun. Make for some great video. Oh my gosh, would that be awesome? Yeah, anyway, they start
2: putting that up on cops. You're right.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, look, uh, I think we got a few, you know, at least a couple more minutes to circle back around Dennis's big news of moving into an air park in Fort Myers, Florida. Uh, I, I know you're excited about it. You, you haven't taken your Mooney two Oh one down, but you're planning to do that tomorrow. And I, I want to circle back because I want to find out where you, where do you plan to fly first? I mean, obviously you're going to land on your own airport and your own runway in your air park, but have you already scoped out the general vicinity in Fort Myers, like where you can just zip over for some fun things to visit for, you know, lunch or breakfast or whatever, or what? Well, there's a lot of that that happens here. There's actually
2: a group that every Saturday morning gets together and goes to do a flyout breakfast. And I actually had a chance to join them uh, when I came down and looked at the property yeah. um, several months ago. So from here, it's what, 50 some miles to Okeechobee, which is about a 20 minute flight in the Mooney. Um, uh, they've gone up to Zephyr Hills and done things on the weekends. So there's what, a lot picked of up water in Zephyr
1: Hills. I mean, oh, actually water I think run. they
2: went out shooting machine guns, which what? actually
1: sounds like a lot of fun too. Oh, okay. So, I guess you could do that. I mean, it's you know, known, I'm known for, for that.
2: Anything. I'm creative. You well, know, I don't yeah. have to necessarily go have lunch. That would be a lot of fun. But well, they're known
1: for their water, you know. So, yes, I, I am familiar with Zephyr Hills water. Right. So, but I guess they do have plenty of open acreage where you could, uh. Uh, shoot things to your heart's content. <laughs> maybe a gator in season or something. There's so many new things that you can put on your life list now, Dennis. You must be excited, exactly. right? Well, and
2: we yeah. talked a few weeks ago about, you know, where do I want to go? And, you know, Key West and Marathon are definitely very, very high on the list of places to Orlando. go. Orlando. Orlando, maybe. How, how far you know, of a flight. I have flight. a feeling I'd have to make two round trips to Orlando. One to go get you and bring right. you here. to bring you back.
1: Yes. Well, it'll be a good run. Yeah, have you already done the… You know, done the the flight schedule of what it would take in your Mooney to fly. It's less. Up? Th-
2: it's less than an hour, Greg. Remember, we went to Marco Island for stone crabs, and that right. was less than an hour flight. That's what this I thought. This is shorter. Okay, yeah. well,
1: there you go. See, I, I, we got to make sure we got that track uh, laid down uh, in for flight for you, or you can well, just go to I it and spur of the cool moment. moment. Hey, Greg, I'm coming up. Let's go.
2: Good well, Lord, I actually need go. to go over to Fort Lauderdale and go check out, uh, our friends from, uh, scuba radio as well and go, uh, go take advantage of that, uh, welcome run punch over at the, uh, the Gomez Hilton.
1: Yes. that's Obviously can't do
2: that while I'm flying, but. You know, now that I'm here, I need to go uh, go check out some of those uh, those friends that we have on that that coast. Go see our friend Barry over there as well. So there's there's a lot of places, a lot of people I want to be able to go and do and see.
1: Mm -hmm. Okay, you want to do a lot of people? I don't think that sounded. You know what I'm saying? A lot of
2: places to go, people to see. (laughs) Anyway,
1: Anyway. yeah, you you do have plenty of places to visit. So, uh, do you think you're going to be sticking to your own particular runway there in your airpark, or will you be? Working, uh, you know, some skills like when you're, you know, being a CFI, I mean, would you do the teaching right there or would you go to the local airport there in Fort Myers or something? What do you think?
2: Well, right now I don't really have an intention on, you know, taking on outside students like, you know, going and getting a part-time job at, you know, like Pagefield or something and flying for ATP. Yeah. can see myself doing though, and I've already got a potential student lined up Is one of the, one of the neighbors here in the air park um, wants to get his instrument rating and has his own airplane. So mm-hmm. uh, I'd be happy to go fly with him, you know, after work and on weekends. And so I might do that. And if somebody needs a biennial flight review or wants to work on the wings uh, program for their flight review. I will happily fly with them and do ground school right out of my own hangar here.
1: How are you going to work these angles? Are you going to go like, okay, you mow my grass, clean my pool, I'll teach you how to fly, something like that? Well, I'm like hoping that. to track down a couple of mechanics that can help. Oh, there you
2: the go. plane yeah. You know, I got uh, one guy who's a general contractor, so I might need a few things, uh, you know, added onto the house here or maybe right. build out a dedicated studio in the hangar. You know, some little things like that.
1: Yeah. Well, have you already mapped it out as far as the airpark? I mean, are there local uh, mechanics living in the area like that that could uh, really help you out in a in a pinch if you have an aviation aircraft issue? What do you well, think? Well,
2: I was told by one of the neighbors that if you need something done on your airplane, just throw a tool out in your yard because a mechanic will walk by, pick it up and bring it back into you. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay, so that's a good The neighbor time. behind me has a full machine shop. So if there's something we need to build, uh, not a problem. Uh, my realtor's husband is into welding. So if I need something fixed or want to maybe make a tow bar, I can go down and knock on their door and bring some cookies and, Maybe right. work something out there.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. I think there's, there's so many people here. They're so like-minded. We're all, you know, kind of wanting to do the same things and help each other out. And I'm just really looking forward to this next phase of, of
1: my life. Well, there you go. Me too. Cause I can't wait to visit him. He has a pool. <laughs> he has an air, you know, uh, an aircraft, by the way, could you just take your cars out and put it into the second uh, airplane if you needed to? It'd fit, yes. wouldn't it? There you go. Oh, yeah.
2: This, this hangar will easily fit two airplanes. It's like 1,700
1: square feet. So. Nice. Okay. Well, you just got to get another airplane for me. Yeah, let me guess. A trainer for Greg. Sure, huh? of course. That's where you know. I don't even have to tell him anymore. And on that note, we'll wrap it up till next time. Remember, there is no
0: better high than learning to fly.